0: Notice that I've missed two. Referred to here in the NIV as male prostitutes or homosexual offenders. The reason I've, the reason I've missed them because, is because clearly that is irrelevant, because now we know that this is just an alternative lifestyle. As a result of environment and as a result of chromosomes, some people are unfortunate enough to find themselves in this condition. Now you're confused. You don't know if I'm being cynical or if I took leave of my senses. No, what I'm doing is I'm just teaching you the way vast numbers of churches have now began to teach on this issue. The church has begun to condone and bless and marry, and generate an orthodoxy around what the Bible refers to here, categorically, as sin. Not a sin that is any more punishable than the rest, but not a condition. Not an alternative lifestyle, not as a result of some chromosomic activity, but rather a choice. And a sinful choice at that. In Genesis 1.27, God makes it perfectly clear that when he created man and woman, he did exactly that. He created men and he created women. He said that those roles were not to be blurred, nor were they to be exchanged. That's the significance of the statement in the Old Testament, which says that a woman should not wear that which pertaineth to a man, nor a man wear that which pertaineth to a woman. What is the purpose of that? The purpose of that in the mind of God is so that there will be no blurring of the genders. So that there will be no confusion about what a man looks like and what a lady looks like. And as quick as we are to point out the anachronistic element contained in that, we ought not just to be too quick because we recognize that in the gender-bending nature of our culture, we face the implications of it not only outside of the church but also inside the church where aggressive feminism fills in the gaps for weak-willed men paul says make no mistake the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of god and in the midst of that all there is this dreadful problem with homosexuality the sin of homosexuality had spread like a veritable cancer throughout the whole of the Greek culture. From the Greek culture, it had been imported into Rome. And in Rome, it is documented that of the first 15 Roman emperors, 14 out of the 15 were practicing homosexuals. Nero, who was probably the emperor at the time of the writing of 1 Corinthians, And this is almost unbelievable to have to report. But in order that you would understand the issue that Paul is addressing here and the guts that it took to say these things, Nero himself had taken a boy, Sporus. He had had surgery performed on him to turn him as much into a woman as was possible. He had married him in a public ceremony. And in a phenomenal procession of Roman grandeur, he had paraded him through the streets and taken him home to be his wife. He had then in turn become wife to another man. And in that context lived the Christian church. And tonight... There can be little doubt that the collapse of the civilizations, both in Greek and in Rome, may be ultimately traced to this cause. America today, churches and denominations defend homosexuality, condone homosexual ministers, and conduct homosexual marriages. And the sinister element in it all lies in this, that it destroys the family. And it is an agenda from hell to destroy the family. To break down the very roots of life and culture. Because God has ordained that the way it would be would be one dad and one mom living together one life and producing offspring who would then do the same thing all over again. For all the talk of family values, I have yet to hear any politician With the guts to stand up and address the homosexual question face on and pronounce it. An absolute violation of all that the Bible proclaims and everything that humanity holds to be real. There's hardly an individual with a wherewithal to stand and do it. But Paul had no problem. Do you not know, he says, the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then he goes through his list. I say to you again tonight that these days in which we live demand from us as believers great prayer, great commitment. And if you think that we have reached the apex or the vortex of the demise, think again. Ten years ago, nobody would have predicted that the conditions which prevail in our culture tonight could be so accepted as they are. Loved ones, think it out. It is only a matter of time if the Romans 1:18 process continues before you have as president in the White House in America, somebody who would himself be openly, avowedly homosexual.
1: I just wanted to play that clip. To reinforce what Heather and I were talking about yesterday. We know it's a firestorm, but if you study a little bit of history, the fall of the Greek and Roman Empire has always been because of the blurring of the roles of men and women, which lead to homosexuality, which lead to the decay of the family, and the morals of society. Men and women are evil enough. But when that is in our society and becomes the focus of what is all that is good, we are truly calling good evil and evil good. It's not about hating. It's about calling what God calls a sin a sin. And I don't want you to think that He didn't talk about all the other sins. He did, but I just wanted to focus on particular the roles of men and women in the church. We need to get back to where we are supposed to be. How do we get back there? Somebody has to preach it. Somebody has to teach it. Somebody has to decide to go against the grain, just like Jesus did and turn over some tables and say, my father's house, It's a house of prayer. So I prayerfully hope that you receive this and understand that it's very important today that we get the roles back so we can get the family back. So just possibly God will spare us and we can get our country back. This is not about black or white. This is about God. So you just think about it. You ponder it. You figure it out and let God be the judge. This is pastor teacher, Dr. James Sutton with Walking Truth Christian Fellowship Church. I want you to be encouraged to be blessed in peace.
0: Notice that I've missed two. Referred to here in the NIV as male prostitutes or homosexual offenders. The reason I've I've missed them is because clearly that is irrelevant because now we know that this is just an alternative lifestyle. As a result of environment and as a result of chromosomes, some people are unfortunate enough to find themselves in this condition. Now you're confused. You don't know if I'm being cynical or if I took leave of my senses. Now what I'm doing is I'm just teaching you the way vast numbers of churches have now began to teach on this issue. The church has begun to condone and bless and marry and generate an orthodoxy around what the Bible refers to here categorically as sin. Not a sin that is any more punishable than the rest, but not a condition, not an alternative lifestyle, not as a result of some chromosomic activity, but rather a choice, and a sinful choice at that. In Genesis 1.27. God makes it perfectly clear that when He created man and woman, He did exactly that. He created men and He created women. He said that those roles were not to be blurred, nor were they to be exchanged. That's the significance of the statement in the Old Testament, which says that a woman should not wear that which pertaineth to a man, nor a man wear that which pertaineth to a woman. What is the purpose of that? The purpose of that in the mind of God is so that there will be no blurring of the genders. So that there will be no confusion about what a man looks like and what a lady looks like. And as quick as we are to point out the anachronistic element contained in that, we ought not just to be too quick because we recognize that in the gender-bending nature of our culture, we face the implications of it not only outside of the church but also inside the church where aggressive feminism fills in the gaps for weak-willed men. Paul says, make no mistake, the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God and in the midst of that all there is this dreadful problem with homosexuality. The sin of homosexuality had spread like a veritable cancer throughout the whole of the Greek culture. From the Greek culture, it had been imported into Rome. And in Rome, it is documented that of the first 15 Roman emperors, 14 out of the 15 were practicing homosexuals. Nero, who was probably the emperor at the time of the writing of 1 Corinthians, And this is almost unbelievable to have to report, but in order that you would understand the issue that Paul is addressing here and the guts that it took to say these things, Nero himself had taken a boy, Sporus. He had had surgery performed on him to turn him as much into a woman as was possible. He had married him in a public ceremony And in a phenomenal procession of Roman grandeur, he had paraded him through the streets and taken him home to be his wife. He had then in turn become wife to another man. And in that context, lived the Christian church. And tonight, there can be little doubt that the collapse of the civilizations both in Greek and in Rome, may be ultimately traced to this cause. America today, churches and denominations defend homosexuality, condone homosexual ministers, and conduct homosexual marriages. And the sinister element in it all lies in this, that it destroys the family. And it is an agenda from hell to destroy the family to break down the very roots of life and culture because God has ordained that the way it would be would be one dad and one mom living together one life and producing offspring who would then do the same thing all over again. For all the talk of family values, I have yet to hear any politician with the guts to stand up and address the homosexual question face on and pronounce it an absolute violation of all that the Bible proclaims and everything that humanity holds to be real. There's hardly an individual with a wherewithal to stand and do it. But Paul had no problem. Do you not know, he says, the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then he goes through his list. I say to you again tonight, that these days in which we live demand from us as believers great prayer, great commitment. And if you think that we have reached the apex or the vortex of the demise, think again. Ten years ago, nobody would have predicted that the conditions which prevail in our culture tonight could be so accepted as they are, loved ones. Think it out. It is only a matter of time if the Romans One Eighteen process continues. Before you have as president in the White House in America somebody who would himself be openly, avowedly homosexual.
1: I just wanted to play that clip to reinforce what Heather and I were talking about yesterday. We know it's a firestorm, but if you study a little bit of history, the fall of the Greek and Roman Empire has always been because of the blurring of the roles of men and women, which lead to homosexuality, which lead to the decay of the family and the morals of society. Men and women are evil enough. But when that is in our society and becomes the focus of what is all that is good, we are truly calling good evil and evil good. It's not about hating. It's about calling what God calls a sin a sin. And I don't want you to think that he didn't talk about all the other sins. He did. But I just wanted to focus on in particular, the roles of men and women in the church. We need to get back to where we are supposed to be. How do we get back there? Somebody has to preach it. Somebody has to teach it. Somebody has to decide to go against the grain, just like Jesus did, and turn over some tables and say, my father's house is a house of prayer. So I prayerfully hope that you receive this and understand that it's very important today that we get the roles back so we can get the family back, so just possibly God will spare us and we can get our country back. This is not about black or white. This is about God. So you just think about it. You ponder it. You figure it out. And let God be the judge. This is Pastor Teacher Dr. James Sutton with Walking Truth Christian Fellowship Church. I want you to be encouraged to be blessed. In peace.